Uh, I am Bams, and I am your storyteller, and I am joined by my wonderful cast. <laughs> I'm Tom, and I play Jimmy, the best Toreador from the 80s. So, picking up from the night that you guys got back to the mall and decided to feed the man who would later identify himself as Cheshire, some poor security guard. Were you intending to go there that night, or were you intending to give it some time, go the next night? What was your intended? I was under in the understanding that it was already getting a little late, or early. I don't know exactly how to say that. Um, almost, I mean, a few hours until sunrise was my guess. So wanting to actually spend time properly at Elysium, he was going to go the next night. Well, then we will start with you waking up the next night. So Jimmy wakes up, just snaps back to life as vampires are prone to do. Are we going about our routine or are we going straight to handle business? He doesn't want to put up any suspicion in case there's any spies in his court, his food court. So first he starts with putting on some 80s music. Feeling up for uh, Guns N' Roses. The first thing that shows sounds is Welcome to the Jungle. It's all fun and games. Indeed. And he goes to the first person he visits almost every night. Madame Fina? Is that her name? The fortune teller? Yes. Approaching Madame Fina's, you are going to notice that the lights are not, they're not like fully lit up, but there's some of those little security lights so that if somebody's skulking around inside, there's still light, you can see them, but it's not like we're open lights and you can see a white envelope outside of the door. All right. It is strange for Madame Fina to not be here. I don't have keys or anything to get in. Then yes, it is currently locked, and the piece of paper is actually taped on the outside. It has your name on it. Ah, well then. Jimmy takes the envelope, cuts it open. Flicks open his switchblade. That seems fitting for character, yeah. You dump the contents. Uh, I assume there's a letter, so tries to pull the letter out, but if there's more, then... There is a letter, and as you unfold the letter, and you can see it through the paper of the letter, there is a card there. Hmm. Specifically, a tarot card. And as you flip the tarot card over, you will see that it is the card of death. Interesting. The letter goes on. Dear Jimmy, sorry that I can't meet you, etc., etc. Some pleasantries. So in said letter, after the pleasantries, it's going to tell you that Madame Fina has had a vision, is how she calls it, where she was going about the shop, and then earlier this afternoon, something that you have not seen in a long time, the, the sun in the afternoon. And in the process of having a vision, she did a quick just shuffle cut of her tarot deck. And the death card was the card that was pulled off of the top. 
she thinks it's about you because just how it feels. And it felt like a warning. And she describes two eyes watching in the night, one blue and one brown. Jimmy takes the warning to heart and is going to be a little on edge. It's a lot easier to believe supernatural bullshit when you are a vampire. Yes. So two eyes watching, a blue and a brown. And then she goes on to say that she's going to get together with some of her colleagues to talk about the details, but this was rather unnerving, and she is sorry that she cannot meet you this evening as you are prone to do. But the card is in there, and as you flip the card back and forth, you will recognize it as being from her tarot deck. This is going to put the letter into his pocket and kind of just you know when you have like a a large card in your hand you kind of just tap it against your hand thinking about what what this means yes especially tonight because he's going to Elysium and it's not always the safest place I'm sure this is not the first time that Jimmy has seen the death card. Oh, probably not. The death card is not the symbol for dying or the end of a thing, but is simply the the symbol of change. Hmm. I see. Jimmy just probably thinks it means change. Best is what he gets. He doesn't know if it's interpersonal, external. Or even to do with around you, or maybe not even specifically you. Right. So Jimmy's going to head back to his court. And as he's heading back, it's uh, Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses playing. And he sits down to think a bit more when uh, he's probably going to sit down for his hour of music, and if no one approaches him, then he's going to head over to Elysium. I don't believe anybody does, but I do like that Jimmy has this nightly hour of music, and it seems like it's a something that helps him keep him grounded in humanity. I would say so, yeah, to some extent. Just having that routine. A routine something that normal people do, and it's not about, you know what, I'm going to go eat somebody or that kind of thing. Exactly. But how are you getting to Center City where Elysium is? There's a bus route that comes right by outside. Yeah, sure. That seems mildly fitting. First, actually, before he goes, he needs to make sure his hair is proper for going into Elysium. Okay. He needs to make sure he has the right outfit. Because... It's Elysium. So before he goes on the bus, he gets a nice pair of tight leather pants, gets his normal two studded belts that he wears, and it's almost Halloween, correct? Yeah, you have two and a half weeks or so till Halloween. So it's starting to get chilly, Jimmy doesn't care about that personally, but he needs to still pretend to. 
So he's going to wear a t-shirt under his denim vest. And then he makes sure his hair is about as poofy as possible, but then also gets a bandana to help keep it out of his face. And then it's on to the bus and off into the city. Uh, yeah. Elysium is a large, large corporate skyscraper. It's the kind of place where a bunch of different corporate offices are in, and the people here know you, and they know that, sure, you may look a little out of place, but nobody asks you any questions, and you go in, hit the elevator button, and off you go. It's been held at other places, but right now this is where they're holding it because they want to keep it neutral. So a couple questions, actually. Is downtown, like, dead after hours, after normal business hours, or is it actually things happening? It dies off, but it's still busy. Like, there are a lot of places that never truly sleep. There are a lot of businesses that have bars and clubs and restaurants that stay open later. There are people who come in and work overnights doing this, that, the other thing. There are cleaning businesses that are come in. There is still police and security around. There is still life and activity. It's just not shoulder-to-shoulder crazy traffic. You can't get anywhere faster to walk than to drive. Wasn't sure exactly what the downtown feel of Springfield would be. But yeah, that sounds about right to me. One Jimmy's walking in to the skyscraper or office building or whatever. Yeah, so Jimmy feels a little uncomfortable in this business professional style building. Is Elysium a little bit more casual or is it, do they keep the, the proper business feel throughout normally? For the most part, some more business casual to straight casual because you're not going to get a gang girl in a suit, you know? The Bruja are going to come in with very similar to what you're wearing, you know, leather jackets, that kind of stuff. But at the same time, your venture, your Torridor may come in like full business professional suits, that kind of thing. In the lobby, he's a little uncomfortable because people are in their proper whatever and he definitely feels out of place, but uh, once he gets out of the elevator, it's not nearly as bad. You are likely to not be the only kindred here tonight. Well, that's the plan. But needless, you you arrive, and it is, as you remember it, some high-top tables over there. There is a bar over on the other side with a very well-dressed bartender were you hoping to find anybody specific here except for carol or just people in general other than the keeper i don't really see anyone in the list that would be interesting even talking to the keeper is not that important so yeah i guess just asking around general like if there's been any news or any exciting happenings So you're going to find out a few things with your hits. One, nobody has mentioned your activities of the previous night yet. 
Good. It has still only been one night, and who knows if they ever f- even fully understand what has happened. They probably know that somebody was missing, but when they find out the extent of what was done, well, we'll see what happens with that. Something that Jimmy might know already or may assume, but you will also have people that are talking to you about Carol's upcoming party. Right. Is it at her place or is it at Elysium or? She has a place and you would probably know the address and stuff. Um, if not, you're easily able to get it. It is, of course, Halloween and she's avoiding the mandatory Elysium that the prince is holding at Halloween. Okay. There's nothing to immediately be worried about of somebody who's going to stab me in the back. There's no obvious tensions, I'm assuming. Nothing super crazy, yeah. So that's the key one he wants. And then the party, that's happening, I'm assuming, in a week or two. You have a couple of days between now and then to get your affairs in order before Carol's party, which... You also know one of the big things that's supposed to be happening, and part of the reason this is a a mostly mandatory Elysium, if not the most recent, one of the most recent embraces, typically you have to go, you have to get permission, and once you get permission, you do the embrace, and then you have time that you have to spend teaching the new vampire about shit works. And then once you're to the point where, all right, You've figured it out. You've learned all that there is to teach you. I will present you to the prince, and you are free to be your own vampire. Something that Jimmy is familiar with, because I believe Carol actually taught you a bunch of stuff. Yes, she would have. This Halloween, there is a vampire that is going to be recognized by the prince and left off onto his own vices. So, kind of a big deal towards the northeast from where you guys are located. Right, so there's going to be another vampire around who's nearby that we might have to deal with. He's been in his, his fledgling stage for a little while now, and now it is his time to become a recognized member of society. Going from a squire to a knight. Exactly. So other than that... He's going to try and make small talk, or maybe not small talk so much, but like, if there's anyone in there that he knows who's kind of a little older, who sometimes like to talk about the good old days, and try and chat them up. Trying to lead them towards, like, hey, were there any big battles in the past or big wars between different groups? As far as your Sabbat questions, are you trying to are you trying to like bury your true intentions in there, or are you just like, hey, I'm curious about Sabbat? Yes, he is trying to be subtle, so I'm trying to think. There hasn't been a lot of Sabbat activity. Nobody's really got any kind of personal stories. Granted, most of the kindred here are. Probably in your age range. None of the 
big power players are here, except that you know that the Keeper of Elysium is around somewhere, as he is prone to be, or I should say as they are prone to be. But no one really knows anything. They know that like New York has been a big Sabbat activity area, and then there's a couple of places in Canada that are big Sabbat headquarters, like Montreal and... People know that Montreal is a place that you don't go. But now that they think about it, it's like, yeah, they're kind of close, but not a lot of activity from them, at least not that it was easily identifiable as Sabat. Right, all right. Yeah, so Jimmy will probably take that as a sign of it's been a long time. Would he have an idea how how old Vinny is? The sheriff is definitely older than you are. Wow, I did already down an actual age for him. Look at me. Uh, He's apparently 104. Jimmy's going to make the assumption that either Vinny was holding on to the Sabbat for someone. He doesn't know who. Maybe the prince, maybe some other person that hasn't shown their hand yet in this situation. Could also have been the previous prince. Could have, yes. So seeing as it's not a recent thing, or likely not a recent thing, he's probably just going to let it lay low and not prod too much so he doesn't raise too much suspicion. You know that there's other people that you can always ask. Uh, Yeah, Jimmy is satisfied with the information he's gotten. What would be at this bar, though? There is a number of mid-to-top-shelf things. The Camarilla as a whole, meaning mostly the Toreador and the Ventru, are the people that pay for this. So they have nice varieties of booze that are here for some kindred who enjoy blushing and then drinking and showing off their excess and their bit of vanity. Or... There are ghouls that come here to handle business for their much more busier and important kindred domitors. Yes, that makes sense. However, if Jimmy is hungry, you do also know that you can slake some hunger here. Jimmy's fine. It's more personal thing than for Jimmy, because I wasn't expecting alcohol. Jimmy enjoys a few craft beers every once in a while. He does. And it helps to to keep up appearances and use this for more than just vampire business. Right. Is there any meetings or anything that Jimmy wants to set up while he is here? Anybody he wants to put the word out that he's trying to get a hold of? Because, believe it or not, not having cell phones makes things more difficult to get a hold of people. I assume Jimmy can just call Carol whenever... He's got some kind of connection that he can get a hold of her, probably calling a secretary that works for one of Carol's schools or something. Yeah, no, I don't think there's anyone he really wants to get a hold of. Is there anywhere else you wanted to go, or are you just going to roll out? Hopping the bus back home, hanging out for a while? Yeah, but he tries to remember if there was anyone who that stood out that he was talking to that had 
one brown, one blue eye, if that was possible. He doesn't think he was seeing anyone, but now that he's is back on the bus, he forgot that he wanted to keep an eye out for eyes. And he didn't, so he's trying to recollect if he saw anything with eyes. He's taking the warning a little too literally. Running back over his memory of the situation and the events, he doesn't remember anybody. Like, sure, people would have different colored eyes. Like, you know, that guy's blue, green, brown, all shades in between. But you don't remember anybody with one of each. Right. Okay. He remembers when he puts his hands back in his pocket and he feels the card in his pocket. And he starts playing with it, tapping it on his hand as he's thinking. Annoying tapping sound that people around him might actually find annoying, but he doesn't clue in because he's thinking. He's lost in his own head. There are other people on the bus that are just trying to get through their nights. People that are getting off work, people that are heading to overnight shifts, people that are just don't have anywhere better to be and are just avoiding the cold by sitting on the bus. And if there's no interruptions, Jimmy will head back to paradise. You arrive a little bit later. Coming into the mall proper, looking around, you notice that there's, there's not nearly as many people around in this area as you are expecting. Going down the hall, the, the main thoroughfare of the mall a little bit. You're going to notice some commotion on the second floor. And as you continue to walk, you're going to see a shrouded figure in your little food court that you recognize. There is a young man, late teens, or early 20s, in one of the darkened booths in this food court that is Trying to not be seen, but not like hiding underneath something, just slinking away. You recognize him as Roach. You know that he is the ghoul to Baron Walter. And he is hanging out by where you make your home, which is usually what happens whenever Walter wants to speak to you. He sends his ghoul, his ghoul goes and fetches you, and then... But then looking back from him to the commotion upstairs, you catch a little bit of the conversation about them finding a body. Fuck, okay. So, who's close? Would Roach be closer or talking upstairs? You rolled a bunch of hits. Either one can be closer as you come into the situation. And it doesn't seem like the ghoul has spotted you yet. Jimmy's going to walk up to Roach. Jimmy's going to put his arm around Roach and go, so Roach, how's, uh, what's happening? Pointing upstairs. He will flinch away from you as you sit down, but then he can't get away from you. You know, you're quite literally on the food chain higher than him, but he is like, guy waiting for you. And he'll point up there is that they, they found a body and, and you know who he's he's not going to be happy about that body's raise questions. You know that he means his the Baron. I'm assuming you're here because the Baron wants to see me. Is it about the body or has he not found out yet? It's about the body. He's he's not 
he's not happy. I, I found out and, uh, I let him know and then he told me to come and find you because you're supposed to be keeping an eye on this place and that's the dead bodies are not keeping an eye on this place. You're absolutely correct. I will, uh, I'll be sure to see to it. Do, uh, mortals know about it or is it only, well, I guess there are mortals out there, but, uh, hmm. He taps his finger on the table. Did he, did, uh, Baron want to see me or just give me this warning? Uh, you should, we should probably go see him. He's, uh, he's, he's gonna be mad. He's typical state. I'll, uh. He's a very busy man. He's very important. You should, should not be mean to him. Do you mind if I just head upstairs and ask questions there for more details before, uh. I've given the message. I'll, I'll meet you at the, at his building. Thank you. I'll meet you there shortly. And he gets up. He like fast power walks away from you, looking back over his shoulder, very skittish. Jimmy stands up abruptly, heads upstairs. And coming upstairs, you're going to see a small gathering of people, a bunch of the people that are usually all spread out about the mall. Makes it reminds you of the old days, seeing this many people in a small area, just kind of huddled around, fucking. But they're laying behind one of the planters. They've kind of slid the planter aside a little bit. The tree in it long since given up the ghost. There is one of the many worse off people that call this mall home. One of the ones that's real bad into drugs and is laying there. He has been stretched out. You can see that his pockets are turned out. Not that he would have had much in the first place. But his neck is completely twisted around. Oh, well, fuck me. I'm assuming none of you guys here did this. A couple of the people will turn as they hear you and like, nah, we, uh, and they'll point over to one of the guys. They found him maybe, maybe an hour ago. Fuck. Did you, uh, anyone know his name? He looks around. They all begin to start looking around. At which point you'll see one of your watchmen come back down your way. He comes out from like the side alley. He's putting his phone away and just kind of scratching at his head a little bit. He sees you. He comes right over. He's like, hey, man, um, this is fucked. Yeah, it is. Do you know who, do you know who it is? Who, do you know his name? Because I, I don't. Uh, no, he was... And then some of the other people, I, I don't know, he was, you know, he just kind of came in and hung out, which is not unusual for people who are real bad on drugs to do because it is, it is shelter in a way, right? And there are other people here and there are people here who do sell drugs, but people come, people go at the moment. Nobody has a, any for this guy. He doesn't have a wallet or anything. Your watchman's like, I was looking around to see if I could see anything, but I didn't really see anything out of the ordinary. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Jimmy stops. Thanks for a moment. All right. Anyone who has any news or sightings about this, let me know. I'll, uh... A lot of the conversation comes grinding to a halt 
and everybody pays attention to you, and they begin to hang on your every word as you tell them to let you know anything that they know. Yeah. And uh, remember, everyone, stay safe. We don't, I don't like seeing death on my doorstep. No, no, this is, this is bad. And there's like, yeah, no, Jimmy's been, Jimmy's been good to us. This is, got to do this for him. And we all, uh, you know, we need to work together. If we see, I mean, yes, we have strange people coming in and out all the time, but, uh, we need to, you know, the police don't help us. So we have to help ourselves keep more alert than usual. I don't want, uh, a mugger who's willing to do this is frankly disgusting. So stay safe. These mortals are loving every little bit. Let's see if you can come up with some some extra juicy bits. What kind of extra bits would you like to know? I mean, not immediately, but these people will will do what they can for the greater good and helping out Jimmy. So I guess it's more of keep an eye out for new people. Sure, you just want them to to be on the lookout for. I'm assuming like Jimmy's watchmen are kind of known in the area. Jimmy will make it clear that let them know if anything suspicious happens or myself, if I'm around, they will be able to contact me on my pager if it's important enough. Like, yeah, no, we'll, we'll see if we can find anything out. See if anybody knows him, see if, Anybody see anything? And everybody's like super into. If there's any eyewitnesses, I would love to see them and just ask them what they saw. You'll remember to, and he sees art next, but other than looking at one of the obvious cameras and kind of waving at it and like trying to get his attention, well, you have to go to the pawn shop. Going to the pawn shop before going to the Barons? Uh, yeah. Well, he's in the mall, so it's, you know, you can make the argument it's on the way. Yeah, I was going to go to the pawn shop and make a call to Art, but I'm assuming Art doesn't answer. You could probably leave a message of just like, right. hey, need to talk about a thing. For all you know, he's in some sewer somewhere doing some Nosferatu business. Right, because there wouldn't be cell signal in the sewers. Just one more reason cell phones aren't that important. I don't get it. Uh, right? Jimmy leaves a message for Art on his cell phone. I'm hoping to check out some footage of tonight. I have a suspicious I have a suspicion the new stray cat around may have left us present. That's very appropriate. And is the pawn shop owner, what's his name? Is he there? Right. He's there. Jimmy will go. I'll be back tomorrow night. I think I got some money to try and get my car up and rolling again. So if you can maybe start looking for some more parts, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Give me a list and I'll uh, I'll take care of it for you. Yeah, I'll be I'll be by tomorrow night with uh, a bunch of stuff I think you're gonna love and uh, and a list. Makes a few pleasantries with you and is happy to let you go. 
Jimmy is not happy. You might even say he's upset. About the body? About the body. Yeah. Damn this thing. Did he want to investigate things firsthand or just go with what the people have told him about what they think happened? Oh, if you're letting me do that, I... It's something you could have easily done. Yeah, I guess he would have, like, checked the body. I'm assuming a ripped off, like, a ruined neck was a likely... Cause of death? Cause of death. One, one would assume. But yeah, he'll check out the body. You can get down, you can twist his head back around so that it's facing the right direction. You will notice all kinds of little breaks in his skin as you do, where his neck was violently and suddenly spun. Bits of his vertebrae in there, jab it into it, uh, making little perforations in his skin. But when you set him back to normal and give him a really good look over, you will notice that there are two that look very similar to what Jimmy would be familiar with. And that there's not a lot of blood. Yeah. Like hardly any. Sounds exactly like our stray cat. Alright. Jimmy's also going to... Nick. I'm a, if Nick is nearby, I'm hoping. Uh, he can easily be the one of your Watchmen guys that was here first. And was around the area. Alright. Nick, we, um... Yeah, Jimmy. If, uh... Can't find any family for this guy, or anything... Should probably dig a grave for him somewhere nearby. Give him a proper burial. Yeah, we can stick him in one of the uh, one of the fridges for a bit, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I think that's what they do in the movies, right? Right. Yeah, that's a good idea. I uh, can you hold on to the keep the place calm. I need to go out and deal with some issues. Gotcha. I'll tell everybody you're dealing with the issues. Yeah, thanks. You got it, man. And he gives you a, a hearty handshake. He's just trying to be your best friend. Of course, you still have all on, so everybody's trying to be your best friend. Right. Jimmy would probably lower all shortly after. Of course. And heads off to the Baron. Takes you a couple minutes. You know, you got to walk out of the mall. You got to go across the street a little bit. There's a tenement building that is being rented out. The people that are Section 8 would be calling it generous, but it's better than nothing. Roach is waiting outside and is not exactly excited to see you, but is happy that he will not be getting in trouble when you arrive. All right. Roach. Roachy boy. Yeah, Jimmy. You, uh, you ready to go see the boss? Ready is a little too eager, but let's go. And he will lead you inside the building, down the stairs into the basement, and then up to a reinforced door that some kindred are fond of. It's a little out of place, but, you know, when you want to make sure that you're secure, because Walter is not the kind of person that will be running places quickly. Right. 
pushing open the door leads to what starts off as a boiler room that goes back into the other side of the building. Roach walks in. He goes off to a, a second door that's in there, opens that up, and then that leads you into Walter's main room where you can see a couple of TV screens that are going and a very large chair that is housing the man himself. Walter is a short man at about 5'2", but he is a very wide man at about 5'2". <laughs> he slants to the one side, his left leg being much larger around than his right, and his left arm is also longer than it should be. He leans, so he doesn't go very many places. Big, wobbly jowls on his face. Can't technically call him bald, as he does have some hair. It's just in little splotches of threes and fours. And of course, the common pallor that is the normal state for Kindred. And he is watching a lot of garbage TV and browsing the internet at the same time. Baron Walter, I hope your couch is treating you well. And he is sitting on the couch as he is a very wide man. An arm will come up and wave you around to the front because he's not going to turn to see you. I'm guessing you've heard the news. Jimmy, I uh, thought I could trust you to, to handle them all for me. And you can. So, I was at Elysium when this thing happened, because I had suspicions of other kindred imposing on our territory, and I thought I'd ask around there for some stuff. It appears they may have taken advantage of some of the people in the mall while I was away. There's a, there's a dead man, Jimmy. That's not good. His eyes don't leave the screens in front of him. I have asked Art to do some checking on the footage that he has to see if we can track down who did it. But I did see bite marks, so it is likely a kindred that I believe I've seen skulking around. I haven't been able to talk to him. When you say bite marks, he stops clicking around on the web pages that he's looking at. And he actually turns his head and his neck's kind of roll, and you'll see some roaches, bed bugs, small parasites that kind of surround you in here come out from underneath the folds of skin. Is it not covered up? It is not covered up. It's just very bad to me. It is, but his neck was also sort of ripped off, so it is slightly hidden in the rest of the gore. Somebody's feeding in our territory, and this is not good. I've uh, asked my watch and the people of the mall to keep their eyes out for strange happenings, and to, he taps his beeper, message me as soon as they find something, and I will be over there as soon as possible to deal with this intrusion. Good. This is our 
our main our main source of power in the area. Jimmy, we gotta be careful. Which is why I went to Elysium to try and figure out if there were any interesting happenings in the area. I don't want to put too many rumors out, but there's the 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 Ventru to the north. I forget his name, but his uh, he has a child who uh, is a, supposed to be announced during Halloween. Yeah, Elysium. I have to make that Elysium. And his eyes kind of visibly drift off as if he is thinking about something else about that he's got to do at Elysium. My current theory is it's someone who hasn't learned our ways, and that would be someone who hasn't properly yet. So they're very particular with their feeding. Oh, that's true. Something. Hmm. Could be why he came all the way down here to our turf. That's true. It was a junkie. They're usually not wanting junkies. Everybody has their own. And Roach comes over and Walter puts his arm around Roach and just pats him a little bit on his back. I'm doubling down on our searching of the area and I hope to catch this breach as soon as possible. Get rid of the body. Nobody should come looking for him as long as as long as the sheriff and his goons don't find out. I already asked my watch to begin digging a grave. Good. Good. Get rid of it. Other than that, uh, grody news. How's, uh, how's life here in the boiler room? Fine. Nothing. Everything's under control. Always under control. He starts moving some stuff around on his little desk that he has, like keyboard, mouse, a couple of TV remotes. There's nothing else, Jimmy. I'll carry on. You have a lot of work to do. Very important work. And he waves a sausage finger at you. Yes, I'll be sure to inform you when... Well... If things get worse, I'll inform you. If you don't hear from me, everything's swimmingly wonderful. Good. I look forward to not hearing from you. And I, you. And Jimmy turns around and heads off. Is there anything else you want to do as you go back about your business to look around, or...? No, there's nothing... really. Still... yet change for the worse. Is this what the death card was about? Only time will tell. Cheshire Cat does have, uh, just eyes floating. Been known to. Or the rest of this, of tonight, Jimmy's going to try and keep things calm, keep people just not scared, not overreacting. And then he can squeeze a look at his car to see exactly what parts he needs and makes a list. And then, hopefully, get those things ordered. Also, Jimmy wants to try and not get Cheshire noticed. Like, brought to light that it was Cheshire. Because well, that's who he believes it is. 
and wants to try and place the murder on another kindred that's not in his domain. So he's going to be thinking about that a little bit of like, who can he throw under the rug? I love it. If things get worse, I'll inform you. If you don't hear from me, everything's swimmingly wonderful. Good. I look forward to not hearing from you. And I, you. And Jimmy turns around and heads off. Is Jimmy trying to be insulting or is he just trying to be like, fuck this guy? Yes, he's being insulting, but trying to do it subtly. Sure. Because I'm assuming every time Jimmy gets called in, it's because he's done something wrong. It's one of those things, right? When you just like... Uh, you go to see your doctor's like, well, hope to not see you for a while. Exactly. Then you're going to the doctor. And also, Jimmy doesn't like talking to him. He's disgusting. He is disgusting. He's a, he's a terrible person. <laughs>